Hey there, everyone. It's Denise Salcedo, and I'm back with another throwback interview. Since WWE NXT is really starting to gain some momentum and the news just came out that they're going to the CW network, I decided to share my interview with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels spoke to me about the challenges of booking NXT as well as his favorite things about it. I honestly think this interview will really give you a good perspective on how Shawn Michaels books the show and you can truly tell how passionate he is about the brand. Enjoy the conversation. What's up, everyone? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. I am very excited to introduce to you my guest for today because he is a legend and icon in the world of professional wrestling. Many would say the GOAT, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, the heartbreak kid, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Hello, Shawn. How are you? I'm doing great, Denise. Thank you very much for the... Uh... Very nice introduction. Very oh sweet. my God. Of course. I was thinking to myself, I was like, I'm going to have Shawn Michaels as a guest. How on earth do I introduce Shawn Michaels, who literally has had a hell of a career? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it wasn't, I'm, I'm very proud of it. So it's, uh, <laughs> um, no complaints on my part. Yeah, definitely not. So, Sean, we do have a lot to get into, but before we kind of go into the wrestling side of things, I do want to ask you how you're doing today. We're pretty much on the crisp of the holidays. I'm sure you're getting ready to kind of, you know, go and enjoy with your family and whatnot. Yeah, well, obviously, I have one more day of work uh, today. You know, we have to, we want to make sure we get uh, everything shored up for next Tuesday's show. Um, but then Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you know, it'd be nice to have whole three days to, to hang out with my family. I haven't had that in, in quite some time. So uh, for me, the holidays is all about eating and getting chubby for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, you can't, and nobody can judge you. You put on those extra holiday pounds. It's okay. We're all doing it. We're all doing it together. I love that. Um, so Sean, so let's go ahead and jump right into the world of, you know, WWE and NXT, because lately we have been seeing this massive change in the direction that we are seeing NXT going in. No longer are we in the black and gold era, but now we're into, you know, NXT 2.0. No. So I kind of want to start off by, you know, talking about that because you as a coach, you've been a coach now at the PC for a couple of years now. How, what was your initial thoughts on the, uh, you know, the, the change that we were going to be seeing in NXT 2.0? Well, look, I think the biggest thing uh, was that I didn't know I was going to be the one <laughs> having, having to do everything. Um, I, I was, you know, I was going to hopefully uh, assist Hunter um, and, you know, obviously just put into place what, what it was that, you know, he wanted us to, to put into place. I mean, we, we were all, um, it sort of came um, a bit quick, obviously uh, unexpected, but it's, it's no different really for the last 35 years. I've, I've been with the WWE when they, when we make a decision, they make a decision, it's done. It's quick. Let's get it. You know, they're so, efficient they're so quick they just don't sit and wait around um and so i think that was probably the biggest adjustment was was okay this is you know we, i think we had probably three weeks and and we didn't have a whole lot of information and by the time we got the information it was coming down to the last week and we went ahead and uh you know applied everything that we could Clearly, um, and it's 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 all it's fun. It's a nervous excitement. Um, you don't really know what to expect, but you're you know I don't. You're looking at something that you don't really. There's no roadmap to doing it, so you have to try to figure it out 
Um, and I don't know, I, I, I still enjoy that kind of stuff. Again, Hunter and I are, you know, we're still guys that, you know, much like in the DX days, we went out there not having any idea what we were going to do. We were just going to go out there and have fun and enjoy doing it. And that's how this, uh, you know, kind of started from the get-go. Um, but it, it would have been a lot easier had he been here the entire time to, to, to assist, that's for sure. And I'm sure he's only like aching to get back, like excited. Like how many times has he been calling you saying like, hey, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, well, look, most of it is me bothering him, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, he, I think, look, I'll say this. I know, you know, he has worked so much over the last several years. And I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he understood it. You know, it becomes your normal. Um, and uh, for him to step away for a little bit, look, that takes getting used to. Um, I, I, I went through it, obviously. Um, I think I was, I'm one of the very rare people that, was ready to do it um, and embraced it. But when it just happens out of the blue and you're not expecting it, for him to go from 100 miles an hour to nothing uh, was, a was an adjustment. Um, and so, but I think he's, again, especially around this time of year, he's now starting to realize like, hey, this isn't too bad. And so, look, I think he's bordering, bordering on enjoying himself now, <laughs> to be honest. And, and look, it's a well-deserved break for him, for sure. Yeah, especially because, you know, he really was the person that brought forth this, you know, black and gold era of NXT and really made it special. So it's going to be very exciting, you know, once he's back and ready to to essentially go and whatnot. So let's kind of go back to, you know, NXT, because we mentioned the direction that we're heading in and how you're kind of, you know, doing so much, really not expecting to be the one that was kind of, you know, doing a lot of the the heavy work for it. So I do want to ask you, you know, given now the direction that NXT is going, it's sort of started to shape up, especially if you've been watching each and every single week. You're starting to see NXT 2.0 really become its own thing, really develop. So for you, what's been like the biggest challenge? And I know you mentioned kind of doing this, you know, without Hunter, but what has been one of the biggest challenge in sort of getting NXT 2.0 up and running, especially because it is such a dramatic change from the prior NXT? Well, look, I, th I think it's, it's dealing with, you know, the reaction from that change, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's, it's, it's like ripping a bandaid off. It was very sudden. It's, and that's that to your fan base, that's very tough. And it's like anything Change isn't easy when you get something, again, it becomes your normal, you're comfortable with it. And then there's an abrupt change. Um, that's difficult. It's very difficult for your faithful. And to be perfectly honest, for me, that was the hardest part is, you know, wanting uh, to at least let your fan base know, no, we're going to do everything we can to, again, to make this your NXT again. Um, it's just, we're having to do it all over and, and, and different. And look, and I will say, I have to be honest, I think a lot of the blowback is also because I feel like, you know, people are angry. <laughs> people are angry. Um, you know, at us sometimes. And there's not much we can do about that. And, and I do, I understand that. Um, it's, it's a very, you know, emotional, relational type uh, business. And we have, and we have that sincerity, I think, with, with our fan base. There is a, a closeness there and, and you get comfortable with things the way they are. Um, and then going about a change that you're not prepared for, you don't know if you like it. You have a tendency 
to, I think they took it out on, you know, they don't mean to, but you take it out sort of on, on the brand. And, and, and of course, then all the new and young talent and superstars, and they're just sitting there going like, Hey, we just, you know, we just want, you know, we just, we just want to be in this line of work too. Is that so bad? So honestly, I think that was the hardest thing is, is, you know, having to help everybody through that, uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I, I guess that's the one thing that I, obviously I've, I've had a lot of uh, people saying bad stuff about me for a long time. Um, but for this brand to have to go through, that was new. And, and I think that was the one thing that I, I think at least having me, uh, you know, steering the boat in that respect is something that I could help everybody understand, not take it personally and know that after a while, again, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of this fan base, the WWE universe for a long time. And, they just want to know that they can count on you. And, and again, that once again, you will try to take pride in, in, in the product, go out there and give them the best. And that's, and that's what the, you know, these young men and women are, are doing now. And I think as you see about 10 to 12 weeks in, they're starting to understand and embrace these new young men and women and understand like, okay, they're the same as we were. They're passionate about it. They love it. They want to be good at it. They weren't the ones that set the rules or any of this in place. They're just the ones that are looking to, you know, achieve their dreams. And I think the fans are starting to understand that. They're starting to embrace that, appreciate that. And also being able to see that, oh my goodness, I can, I can now be a part of these people's careers, lives, and journeys, just like I was for, again, Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, you know, Kevin Owens. And so, again, I think they're starting to understand that, uh, you know, that that abrupt change was a little rough at first, but it's settling in now. And it really is at the heart. It's still the same people behind the scenes that care about giving our fan base, you know, the best we can give them. And I really think it's honestly a testament to what you guys did, you know, both you and Hunter and, you know, everybody that was a part of the black and gold era. It's like, because of what you guys did, you guys created such a passionate and strong fan base for this black and gold era of NXT, which is why I think a lot of fans had a hard time letting go because it really set the bar, really set the tone for, you know, the kind of matches that you could expect in WWE. I mean, when you look at so many different, uh, you know, months when you had WWE pay-per-views, but you also had takeovers on the same weekend people were like we're here for the takeovers and a lot of those times you know the takeovers really were you know sort of uh outshining some of the main roster stuff that we were seeing so I feel like that is you know a testament to what you guys did and how you guys essentially launched off this brand of NXT for sure look and, 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 and people knew it was it's personal to us it was personal it's relational yeah I guess it's a business but that is never Hunter and I's first priority we do this because we love it. And, and so, and again, I think our, I think our fan base understood that. And I, I think they were a bit worried that that was going to be gone. And I think they, uh, I'm hoping anyway, that they understand like it's all still there. We're, we're the same people do it. And, and again, whether it's Braun, Tony, uh, you know, again, the, all the ladies of toxic attraction, they're all, they're all just as passionate, just as hungry as, you know, Kevin and Seth were back in the day. It's the same place we're just trying to, you know, they're just having to start over at zero. You know what I mean? Right. And, and sometimes that's tough. 
So let's talk about that because that is one of the interesting things is, and especially you as a coach, you see this firsthand, you see the talent come into the PC and you're seeing different types of talent coming in. You're seeing talent with little to none experience, maybe just a little bit, or, you know, some being a little bit more advanced. And we're also seeing, we just heard the class introduction of the next in line program, the nil class. We just got the announcement of that. So as the person who's seen the talent come in and we're getting people of different backgrounds, different sizes as a coach what are the pros and cons of getting you know this vast variety of different talent again coming in with different levels of pro wrestling experience well so like because I've, I've now stepped out of the physical coaching aspect and into the you know vice president of whatever talent development and and doing focusing more on television um the live show and, and creative. But the thing is, so that pool has gotten very big. To me, the biggest advantage to all of that is the freshness, is the newness, is being able to now have people. When I went from a tag team to a singles competitor, I was sort of allowed, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't given a cookie cutter, this is your character, this is what you're going to do. I was able to have some time to find the heartbreak kid. I didn't know who he was at the time, but I had an opportunity to evolve into this character and make and make it mine. And that's the one thing we're allowed to do now with these new athletes coming in is have time to sit down, to talk with them, to find out, again, to get their insight. It really is a collaboration. It's one of those things where it's all the stuff that I feel like people loved about NXT is that we're not, we're not, you know, forcing things on people. We're, we're having them find it themselves. We're helping them again. You know, I go back to Tony D, you know, this, you know, that was very much, it was one of those things where we, we ask him a few questions. We find out his background. And then when we, and of course we think like, Oh my goodness, this is a great idea. And he's like, Oh, I love that. So, you know, again, it, it is. And that's the one thing that's great about this is being able to do that and having the time, to do that. So we've, we've really got a nice little system, a nice little uh, organization going on to where we're allowed to go through these different steps. But look, of course, then it comes to getting them ready, in-ring ready. Um, uh, and sometimes it's trial by fire, I have to be honest. And But the fact that they're former athletes that have been challenged before, that have to worry about discipline, focus, going in there on game time, pressure situations. Uh, that is something that at least they come into the WWE. Having done a little bit, again, ha having to run a two-minute drill at the end of a football game, again, being, being down points in a wrestling match, having to come back, having to be composed under pressure, you know, even at a young age, they, they've had, a, you know, opportunities doing that. So it's amazing how disciplined and focused they can be and the athlete in them doesn't like to fail. And that's, again, something that's, uh, I don't know, works for, again, people like Hunter and I, because we're pretty, you know, we're, we're sort of the, we're sort of the same way. You know I mean? We like being put in the toughest spot possible and seeing if we can, if we can succeed. And so, uh, like you said, that's where, again, there's a very being on the same level with our talent. Now, um, again, all the things that NXT has always had in the past, uh, it, it's just with a new breed of superstar now.
And that was cool. That's the thing, because you mentioned like the the athleticism that these athletes have, even if they don't necessarily come from a pro wrestling background, because I got to get a good preview or like get to watch a little bit of the the tryouts that they had over uh, SummerSlam weekend. And I was kind of just watching everything that the talent was doing. And I was just thinking like, my God, uh, it is pretty intense to see them, you know, go out there and do all of these things. And then getting to hear Hunter talk about it afterwards and him basically saying, you know, like 90% of the people that you saw here today this was about their first time stepping into the ring i just thought it was kind of like phenomenal to you know get to see that and we're starting to see you know some of those faces you know appear on nxt and we've gone into that's the thing about NXT 2.0. We've been introduced to a lot of new people. So I guess what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, we've seen guys like the Creed Brothers, Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, uh, Grayson Waller. So with all of, you know, these new crops of talents for you, who have been some of the talents where you're just like, my God, they really stepped up and it's been really exciting to sort of see how they've shined through. Honestly, the people that you've mentioned, of course, Braun, I get Braun, Tony, uh, the, uh, our war game says, you know, Carmelo and Grayson, the guys that we threw into the deep end right away um, and, and have performed so well. And, and of course, look, it's a huge testament to our 1.0ers. They've been, they have been faithful. They've been patient. They've been understanding. But at the same time, the, you know, those young talents have gone out there and done an amazing job. Gigi and JC being again thrust into a, a very you know prominent role right away. Um, and those were two girls that I mean I, as soon as they came in, and yes, they had they had some experience, but I knew exactly what I wanted, knew exactly what I wanted to do with them. And it was just a matter of being able to to find the right person. And then all of a sudden Mandy became available and it's like, ooh, I got it. Right. And so, again, that those that's been again. They feel that passion. They they know that I'm you know giddy into this stuff. They know Hunter's uh, behind it. But again, you know, Braun and Tony have done phenomenal. The Creed brothers, those boys are absolutely. I mean, just the bad. I mean, they're they're bad. They're, and they're all bad. I mean, they are just legit bad dudes, but to have them come back and be so excited, you know, and, you know, I, you know hugging you and, and, and being so jazzed about what they're doing out there at such an early time, um, it's infectious. And so, uh, again, we've, we've, we're, we're, we're having more and more of those people uh, coming along. And it really is. It's when it when it's that fun for them, it, it's fun for us as well, even if it doesn't go perfectly they're they're doing such an amazing job again at five you know you're talking five tony d'angelo i mean he's probably had six matches you know what i mean live on television everything else has been reps in, in the warehouse that's staggering to be in a main event to have to you know, understand commercial breaks and, and at the end of the show and going off it's just that is a lot to put on uh, young men and women, and and they're doing it because again they rise to the challenge. They like that pressure situation um, because that's what, again that's what they got into sports for, and yeah. we're getting to do it in this line of work. And so that it's it's a they they dig that challenge, and it's great to watch them. You know, I don't know, learn and grow in this aspect.
I think that's going to be like the cool thing, especially, you know, for those that watch every week, because even just like, you know, obviously I cover the product every single week and I've seen the growth with, you know, so many of those individuals that we've been seeing on the show. And it's been like kind of crazy to, you know, kind of see where they, you know, started and, you know, kind of just like within a couple of weeks, really sort of really developed. But one of the persons that I do want to talk about, so let's get into New Year's Eve, folks, that's taking place January 4th. And we got our main event matchup, Tommaso Ciampa defending his title against Braun Bra Breaker. Now, I do want to get into this because you mentioned kind of, you know, trial by fire and kind of throwing people in there and seeing what they can do. Baron Breaker, I can say, is one of the guys that, you know, has been, you know, thrown in there and, you know, put into this main event picture. And so I kind of want to get an idea aside from his lineage. What is it that you guys saw in Braun Breaker that basically said this is the guy that we are going to be putting into this main event picture to possibly be the face of NXT 2.0? Well, uh, it's it's his energy, you know. Again, it, it, look, all of that. I think one would have to would you know, it'd be a safe argument to say that everything that we could see about him that worked is a direct result of that lineage because he's he is he's a wonderful combination of, of you know of his dad and his uncle. Um, but again, just but a purity there. He's still an innocent, you know you know, excited, enthusiastic young man. And that energy, again, is infectious. And so, um, and, and, and again, there is believability. He's not, again, he's not playing a part. He, you know, he's he's being who he is. Again, I have been literally crushed by that young man coming back, you know, and hugging me in the back because he is really uh, excited and, 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 and just enthused about doing this. And so, look, it's, he... He, I don't know, it's just off the charts, but it all comes, I think, you know, from, again, from, from, from family, you know what I mean? And look, I think they've also, you know, I, again, I'm just speculating, but I think they've, you know, helped him to understand, like, look, this, this could be, you know, if you're smart, this could be an unbelievable life, have a real future for yourself and, you know, the family that you might want to have, all of those things and understands that it's, you know, right here before him. And he, at the same time, where he's being fun and excited uh, and enjoying what he's doing, I think he understands he's, you know, that at the same time, he's a professional and he wants to, you know, he, he's an athlete that wants to be good at the job he chose to do. And so he really does put in the time to not just rest on his laurels. I mean, let's face it. I think at this point he could easily coast, you know, or not try as hard um, but instead he takes the responsibility of trying, you know, to understand that I appreciate this role you guys are putting me in. I want to make the most of it and I want more, you know, down the line. Uh, and again, that is something that it also is a testament to the guys that he's working with. You know, he's trying to lead in that locker room as well. And, and I think that's a fantastic thing. And that comes from guys like Pete Dunn, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, you know, telling him about that as he's going on this journey. Yeah, it's been pretty cool to see him like mixed in there with Tommaso Ciampa, who is like a legitimate like badass. So it's been really cool. And then also Braun Breaker, he has, you know, the he has the likability factor where people want to root for him. They want to see this like star, you know, unfold, explode right before their eyes. So I think that's one of the cool things about Braun Breaker. Uh, one of the other matches that we're seeing on New Year's Evo is the triple threat women's match. Cora Jade, Mandy Rose, Raquel Gonzalez. I kind of want to get your thoughts on, you know, how you feel the NXT women's uh, division side of things is sort of, you know, developing. Yeah. Well, look, as I think everybody knows we 
you know, we believe, and I think pretty comfortably that we've got, the, you know, we've had the greatest women's division in a, in a long time. And, and look, and I think the, uh, the, the, the women that you see on Raw and SmackDown, clearly uh, the majority of them are NXT <laughs> and, and, and they're unbelievably talented. Um, and I think it's going to continue well into the future. Um, because again, we've got people like Io, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, um, they're going to be, you know, passing it towards Kaylee Ray again to these people like Cora and, you know, the Tiffany Stratton's that will come in and, you know, the Gigi Dolan's and, and JC Jane's that are going to continue to get better being with the best women, uh, you know, wrestlers, workers, whatever it is you want to call them um, in the wrestling business. And, and, and you can only get better being around people that are better than you. And I think for a long time, that was one of the things. So as good as, the black and gold brand was there was also right now there's a lot of out there in the world you know it's young on young you know i mean you're not in the ring with people so much better than you that's one of the things we're able to do here in you know in 2.0 which is again the same way that i started and learned and hunter learned and taker and steve we were all in the ring with people who were better than us and that could lift us up. And now we're, yeah, we're doing it in real time. We're doing it on live TV in front of you. But you are, you really are seeing right there firsthand the development of young men and women. And in this case, our, our women develop with, you know, you're seeing stars of tomorrow with the stars of today, you know, and, and, and that is something that hasn't been consistent in the wrestling business for a long time because there were so many young talents just working with each other out on the indie scene. And I don't mean that to, to hurt or in any way discredit the indie scene, but there, it was really difficult when, you know, you don't have a, a veteran in there that, that knows what they're doing. Right, right. And now I do want to ask you, because we mentioned, you know, the, you know, the veterans and, you know, all of that. So, you know, I want to ask because it was kind of a bittersweet moment. I'm sure you've obviously felt it, uh, given your relationship with these guys. But, you know, we recently said goodbye to Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. And I want to get your idea in the sense of now we're seeing them, you know, go and do different things, go to other places. Uh, what has that been like for you to kind of have to say, you know, goodbye to these people? Yeah, well, uh, you know, we, we still keep in contact, but it is, it's, it's bittersweet. Um, those young men uh, were a big part of my life. Look, there are a lot of the reason um, that I sort of got back into <laughs> sort of this line of work. I was happily retired, but, you know, again, when it came to Johnny and Tommaso, Adam, those guys, you know, even way back, the, you know, the Revival Boys, you know, you know, Sean Spears, who was Ty Dillinger at the time, um, they looked all those young men sitting in a room with them, their passion, their excitement, their desire to be better, um, again, was just hard not to love it. And, and look, they're the reason that I came back and fell back in love, you know, with what, with sports entertainment, with this line of work. And especially again, as you've heard, everyone has numerous times in NXT at the performance centers where it's still pure, where it's still, all the reasons we get into it before it becomes business and, you know, money and negotiations and uh, things of that nature. Um, that That's why uh, I, I came back. So yeah, it is to fast forward to your question. It, it is, you know, I miss them, but I, one of the things I always at least tried to instill on all of them or to say that your happiness, you know what I mean? Your contentment, your peace 
is the most important thing to me um, because, and I guess that's the thing because I learned that again, whether mine, yes, mine all happened in the WWE, but when everything was said and done, that's why I think the leaving and the walking away was so much easier for me than it was for everybody else is that again, I had, I had done what I, I got all the answers to the questions that I had coming into this line of work. And, and as long as they're at peace with that, that's cool. And, and at the very least, as I tell them, if you're not going to be at peace with it, at least have a big bank account. It makes you feel better a little bit. So um, I, yeah, I do, I, I miss them, but I'm, 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 I'm very happy for them. Cause again, they're, they're it's more than just, it's got to, some things have got to be real life. And that's one of the things that I, I you know, uh, you know, Hunter and I, you know, we love this stuff. But the same thing, our real lives take precedence over everything else. And it's the same with, you know, whether it's Johnny, Adam, uh, Kyle, and whomever else, you know, it, you know, he's now Malachi, but Alistair, all of those guys, um, I want them to be, be happy. Do I miss them? Yes. Would I prefer they be with us? Absolutely. Um, but again, you're getting the opportunity to establish new relationships with, you know, with Braun and Tony, the Creed brothers, you know, Carmelo, you know, and Trick have just been a, a joy to work with. Um, again, Gigi and JC, you know, I absolutely adore. So again, it's been a, it's been a, you know, it's been a, it's an ever evolving thing. And that's, that's what this job is. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't still have, you know, good relationships in the meantime. Sean, so I know we have two minutes left. So I do want to ask you really quickly, just, you know, what are your, you know, hopes for NXT 2.0 in this 2022 coming year? Well, look, I think we're already getting there. And it is now uh, you, you know, the fan base all understanding. Now you're connecting. Now they're not brand new. You enjoy Tony. You enjoy Braun. You understand, you know, toxic attraction. You're still trying to figure out what's going on with Gacy. You know, so there's, again, you're starting to become invested. And that's, again, because that's our job is, again, we have to, at one time, we have to balance development with also doing a live television show where, you know, again, from a business standpoint, you have to draw ratings and things of that nature. But the first thing we have to do is get you at home, the viewer, to care about these, you know, these men and women. And we're finally getting 10 weeks, 12 weeks in to where that's starting to happen. And it was very tough when you're starting from zero. It isn't a guy I knew from ROH. It isn't a guy I knew from where, wherever. These are brand new men and women. You've never seen them. You don't know them. So we're now getting to the point where you start to know who they are, your understanding. And that's what we want. We want that New Year's Evil for all of that to sort of culminate. And now at least you understand everybody and continue to be the NXT that we've been. You know, good, awesome, fantastic matches, but with people that you understand a little bit larger than life and a little bit more color is all. Exactly, exactly. Well, Sean, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I feel like we can talk forever. Uh, I really appreciate you, though, taking the time to do this interview with me. Guys, I want to thank everybody for watching. Do not forget to give this video a like, subscribe to the channel, and I'm going to be posting all of the links in the description box below where you guys can follow Sean Michaels, watch NXT, and make sure to check out New Year's Evil. Until next time, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Sean Michaels, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you, I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Shawn Michaels. If you did, please let me know by leaving a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening from. Thank you all very much.